This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. You are listening to a pleasure podcast. For more from our sex podcast collective, visit pleasurepodcasts.com. So awkward. And again, I did not realize, I, I forgot just how uncomfortable it is to experience that alongside my mother. I had my hands over my eyes. It was just, I couldn't. I have been... to keep remembering that you two are sitting next to each other. Yes. You are mother and son. I think I've heard my mom talk about her sex life to me like three times. As far as I know, they've had sex four times and it resulted in four children. My parents are openly talking about it all the time. It's disgusting. Welcome to Sex Talk with my mom. I'm Cam Poder. And I'm Karen Lee Poder. My mother is a sex expert, cougar, and the world's oldest living millennial. My son is a stand-up comic, a mime, and a Buddhist clown. Together we chat about sex. Mother, do you... First of all, do you think that my voice is lower? It sounds a little lower. Why? I, I was re-listening to Zach Zimmerman, the interview we did with Zach Zimmerman uh, last week. And? And his voice is so resonant and low. And I realized that I tend to speak up here. You sound like a little elf and you look like one right now. Thank you. Because you're wearing a red little stocking cap. It's a little cold outside, so I decided to wear a beanie. But I'm going to try this, at least this intro to, to really breathe from my gut. Really? Yeah. Well, that that I was just going to ask you. Speaking of, uh, we are what's off up to a very tangential start. What, what's up and coming? I was going to ask you if you could see yourself as a voice in Dipsy. Oh, and that is a beautiful transition into what this show is about. So, what is Dipsy? For, first and foremost, Sex Talk with My Mom is this podcast where we talk about sex twice a week, Mondays and Thursdays. On Thursdays, we interview our wonderful guests. And, and today is no exception. Is no exception. And on Mondays, it's a morning after show where we respond to your comments and questions. And you can text us at yes text mom. Is my voice pretty relaxing right now? You sound so relaxing that actually I'd like to know. Do you think your voice would be appropriate for a reading of an erotic novel? Okay, so yes, I do. Yes, you do. In this situation, I, I can. think you were trying to get the the owner of Dipsy to hire you. I would like to be hired. So, I knew it. So our guest, our special guest this week is Gina Gutierrez, who is a co-founder of an app called Dipsy. And Dipsy basically puts out, out short audio erotica, primarily designed for women, but anyone could enjoy this. And in this episode, you will hear a little sample from one of their stories, and you will get to compare it with phone sex, a phone sex operator oh that came on our podcast a couple of years ago. It was more we 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 play both clips and the, because they kind of they kind of act as good foils for one another. Yes, you can kind of compare the two to be like, oh, this is how erotica is different from porn or phone sex or something like that. Pretty amazing. It is pretty amazing, and it's also uh, very awkward. The phone sex operator? Both of them were a little uncomfortable sitting next to you in, in a room. It's just awkward. It was very awkward. But it's even more awkward. Which of the two was more awkward? Phone sex is more awkward. And why do you think that is? Probably because it was more like, um, you know, because it was a real conversation that we experienced. A conversation. She was having an orgasm and, yip- <laughs> and yipping. It was like- also, yeah, it was it was much more an intense uh it was five flames, if you will. Five yeah. out of five flames. Well, yeah, this we, app, Dipsy, allows yeah. it, it kind of categorizes its stories by how many, uh, how intense the sexuality is. Yeah. And uh, five flames is the most but, you can get. Well, what is interesting, though, also, is that we just recently did a live stream on Instagram where we read an erotic novel. Uh, actually, you and I read it out loud, and then we kind of like discussed it and made fun of it in mm-hmm. some respects. And so this then is like, I, I want to say this, and since you won't let me title the, this, this uh, episode, I'm going to say it's called Make Erotica Great Again. And the reason I say that is because I used to love erotica. It is the resurgence of erotica. Yeah. And yeah. that's what's so cool about it. But it's different than like an audible book. Right. 
and I think this app is pretty groundbreaking. I think it's it's a wonderful approach, especially for for women if they're if they're excited about. I can bring up a little stat that they gave me actually. Yeah, what stat? Research shows that ninety percent of women use mental framing or scenario conjuring to get turned on. Yet most of the innovation and investment in female pleasure has been focused on the body rather than the brain. Meaning like they're coming up with like new vibrators and stuff like that. Or or Yeah. As opposed to realizing, hold on, Eros exists between the ears, yes. not between the legs. Yes. Yes. I've been saying that forever, haven't I? Also, my friend's therapist has been saying that forever, which is then repeated to me. That's wild. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, it's all about the brain. And and women especially. That's what I find interesting. I think men are visual. And women are more into, like, this mental fantasy thing. M- men are more visual, meaning? Men like to see, like, the let's just bang it out thing. I think, uh, for me, it kind of divided between... It's kind of it's more of a mental game for for the majority of women versus a physical game for the majority of men. Like if a if a guy saw like a like a I don't know. I guess it depends what you're interested in, how your your mind works. But it's a very physical thing for most men. Whereas for women, it's it and this is very general statements. It's more contextual in that like that's that's why it's important to make a scenario well it's what's really cool is you can use these books these audible they're not really even books they're more like little acted out scenes by the way it's not on audible it's no i'm saying you can look these look audible audio i I, I made a little technical error there okay so you can take these scenarios Mm -hmm. and and play them with your partner yeah you can play with your partner i would use it to as to get in the mood i was using this well I was brushing my own teeth. That is so bizarre. Who does that to get in the mood? Why are you... Would you have to get in the mood to brush your teeth? No, I was brushing my teeth while trying to get into the mood. This is like what your problem is. What? What is that? You're overworked. I am overworked. You can't even allow yourself time to separate teeth brushing from listening to erotica. I was luckily not even peeing during that time. Sometimes that occurs. Could you I, imagine if I was trying to pee, brush my teeth, and listen to erotica at the same time? Yes, and I do the same thing. I walk around. I don't even go I'm on my computer, my laptop. I bring the laptop into the toilet while I'm oh peeing. Oh, my God. Can you imagine if one day I dropped the laptop in the toilet? Oh, yeah, yeah. But this is our personalities, type A. We got to work on this. This is another goal for this year. It, so Not so, multitasking. Some of the other topics that we discuss are the differences between... Uh, the way we process things like porn versus erotica. We also chat about what turns women on versus men. That's kind of what we just talked about. We talk about the pitfalls of porn. Yes. And we talk about how Dipsy chooses to narrate, write, and produce and publish these erotica stories, which I thought was amazing. Yeah. I, I mean... I think it's amazing that you're trying to talk in a very low voice very slowly. Is it is it kind of ruining the flow? It is annoying the shit out of me. Really? Yes. Why? Be yourself. I don't like this new mellow cam. Oh, wow. Speaking of mellow cam. I would love to know our listeners' response. Yeah. If it, because there's something humorous about me talking in a more... Elf-like manner? Like high pitch, faster pace. Yes. Unfortunately, I can't talk very quickly... In a low, relaxed tone. How about the guy that told me I should get rid of my accent? The nerve. Yeah, some okay. guy that we talked to, we talked with about uh, a potential TV show. This is a while ago. Uh, he said everything looks great about your show. The one thing we need to change is that Karen Lee, you have to lose that accent. That was the last. <laughs> those were the last words of, the, of yeah. our discussion with Fuck him. That guy. Okay, but anyway. Let's get on with the show. We got a review of the week, right? You do. I love that because I'm talking in a more relaxed way, you feel like you have to overcompensate. I am so freaking hyper When have you ever led our our show like you just did? It sounds like you're a little bit like, like almost like you're on drugs or something. I was on, I did take a weed blueberry last night. Ah, you're still Uh, high. So I might still be a little relaxed and high. All right. That explains it more than you deciding to be. No, I actually, I really was listening to Zach Zimmerman and he's, he's able to remain funny. That's his style. Keep, this is his style. Well, I guess why I'm changing up my style. Why are you trying to be Zach Zimmerman? You are He Cam sounded Potter. so, 
relaxed and confident and and he doesn't sound boring you think i'm boring right yes now? what's wrong <laughs> what is boring you about this it's just like monotone you're like lo- you're like getting lulled right now i'm ready to fall asleep oh is that the that's the sound you wanted i'm trying to get a yeah i'm trying to get a low pretty low why don't you narrate meditation tapes that would be better god damn it i'm sorry mother all right maybe we'll add a new element of humor to us if since you're the complete opposite. All right. Let me read an iTunes review. Okay. Okay. This Can is... you try to read it with a little enthusiasm and um, not being boring? You know what? No. This is called A Funny and Informative Podcast. Exclamation. <laughs> Does Richard Lewis mean anything to you? That's what you sound like right now. What do you mean I sound like him? You sound like him. <laughs> what is that? This is going to be my new voice from now no, on. No, it's not. If you don't like this voice, raise your uns- hand. I'm raising my hand. Unsubscribe to the podcast. Are you telling people unsubscribe? You're gonna, we're going to get a lot of unsubscriptions. Oh, we we should talk about the exclusive podcast that we just put out. Too. <gasps> this is so cool. We'll get Can back get to this iTunes this? review. <laughs> I'm extremely excited about this. You sound so excited. So, <laughs> on Patreon, Patreon.com/slash Sex Talk with My Mom, we now have an exclusive podcast. <laughs> It's called Sex Talk with My Patrons, where we put out bonus content that is really exciting and really fun to listen to. <laughs> if it's anything like this, people are now snoozing. <laughs> <laughs> people who are working on the gym are like get to, going to take a nap somewhere. It really does. It, for me, it feels like I'm, I'm talking from like a completely... Monotone state? Because you are. Well, in a, a completely different register. Okay. Well, I'm I'm hoping that these muscles get stronger and I can actually project more. <laughs> I'm hoping that you forget about trying to be Zach Zimmerman and be Cam Potter. Jesus Christ. Okay. All right. I'll get, <laughs> anyway, jo- join Patreon. It's a few dollars a month. <laughs> You'll get these awesome Patreon bonus episodes. www.patreon.com slash sex talk with my mom. Honestly, when, when, when we record with someone, we usually ask to record for an additional five to ten minutes after the show. And it's... But typically everyone's very open they're they've already expressed themselves so we dive into like probably our most vulnerable aspects yeah of the, we're already the, of our all, interview with them yeah we've already worn them down and that and those are our favorite clips so that will and that will be available if to all of our patrons so patreon.com slash sex talk with my mom cam promises not to talk in this monotone in the future promise right now otherwise you're going to lose all your patrons i say unsubscribe from patreon if you don't like this voice oh my god <laughs> All right. <laughs> Can I read it? Because you sound like you're ready to die. Mr. Uh, no, I would love... No, I think, I, I think it's important that Mr. I, I read Mr. Reed, blueberry eater. I, I think it's important I read this. Okay. This is from Kate5679 from Canada. I love listening to your podcast while I do cat-themed jigsaw puzzles in the evening. What? <laughs> cat-themed jigsaw puzzles. Does she know your sister? Your mother-son dynamic always has me cracking up especially in the most recent episode when you were reading the erotica out loud. Hilarious. I hope you do more episodes like that. I really enjoyed it. Exclamation point. Thank you for doing all that you do. Your podcast is one of the best. Smiley face. I should have read that. That is hilarious. It's not hilarious. How many exclamation points there are. Really? And how little it was reflected in my voice just now. Exactly. None of it was reflected. You know, when, it's funny that you say that about exclamation marks. What would it sound like if you spoke in a lower octave like this? I am making people bored. No, that is so I not what I sound like. I am causing people to fall asleep. <laughs> I am causing people to turn off the podcast and go listen to I'm Sorry, Dad, because they have a lot more fun in their voices. Uh, you have no resonance in your voice right now. I have plenty of residents. You, Resi- I, don't th- I have residents in my voice. You have zero residents or resonance. Can in I your talk voice. about the exclamation marks that you, when you used to be writing me letters at camp? Oh. You would put like 17 everything. Today I went swimming with 17 exclamation oh. marks. We ate hamburgers for lunch with 25 exclamation marks. So you know, marks. I still do that. Today I applied for, or I emailed someone to get a, <laughs> into their apartment to apply. This is, I, I, I'm telling you, poorly. I think you're still fucked up. No, no, you're no. still high from yesterday. What, what <laughs> do you mean? You, you, you don't even make sense. I apply because I didn't apply for this apartment. I want to apply, but I need to email this guy in order to apply. 
So I emailed that the landlord. What are you saying? I emailed a landlord today with several exclamation points. Okay, thank you. I, I, I'm really concerned. And by the way, whatever THC level you took was way too high. I was out of my fucking gourd. And you probably took something like equivalent to like someone who's not even... Like you probably took the same as if someone took an Advil. Oh my... <laughs> well, the people I... The person I did it with took double the amount and wasn't nearly as fucked up as I was. And you know, I never smoke weed. I know, but this is not this is ingesting well, weed. Well, this is me this is me actually trying to speak in a lower register. Okay, would you but give because, up the lower register because, shit? I don't have a lot of muscle muscle strength down there. It just sounds Down where? Down in the lower diaphragm. Oh, you're not going to get a dipsy to take you on as an actor with this lower diaphragm thing going on that. Oh, don't you worry. Just Eventually be they your, will. Clown. Okay. Maybe they need a clown in one of the scenes. This is a phenomenal Maybe, idea. And I, I know. Think I'm going to suggest this to them. Yes. They need a clown story. Yes. Well, you already told her you were mime, and I don't think that's going to be very Didn't good. Didn't go for over well. All right. So I you, hope you guys. We love this interview with Gina. It sure sounds despite, like it. <laughs> despite Just, it not sounding very exciting in my voice, but uh, <laughs> stay tuned for a wild ride. Please, please tell him not to do this folks yes please. text mom is yes, our number text mom tell him to give up yes the text trying mom. to be please tell me if you enjoy fabio. this low it's not fabio it's simply a more relaxed version of cameron cameron maybe oh. this is cameron as opposed oh. to cam can we bring back cam Potter, please <laughs> make okay. america great again what's with you make with erotica the fucking, great again. you're literally are you a big trump supporter now you're constantly no, trying to get us to I label not. all these episodes make something great again yeah it's it's like Who a, gives it's a, f- a play on words cam. it's a play on words it literally the campaign is literally two years ago and then and they tell so you about the birds and the bees and the flowers and the trees and the cam and falling asleep. Gina, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thanks for having me. We are so excited to have you. Uh, a series of coincidences led us here, and I learned about Dipsy a while ago, so it's I'm thrilled to bring you on to talk about audio erotica and how you're revolutionizing it. I'm thrilled too, by the way. The stars were aligned. We were meant to meet. That is correct. So, just for our listeners, how how would you just what how would you describe Dipsy? We describe Dipsy as the first audio platform for sexual wellness, and our first real product is an iOS app for short, sexy audio stories. I love it. So this is amazing because this this ties right into Pleasure Podcasts, which is a, pod, a podcast network all for se- around sexual wellness. That cam started. Totally. We are audio people. Audio people talking about sex, opening up that conversation. I love it. So if you I put if you put like Fifty Shades of Grey, like a, the audio book, would it be similar to what you're doing? No, it would be pretty different. Mm. What way do you think it would be different? So a huge part of what we're doing is emphasizing the feeling that you're kind of in the room with people or like getting to listen in as a voyeur or pretending that you are the character yourself. And audiobooks are kind of not designed that way. They're just written word that are read by a voice actor. Ah. And so it feels like a book that's being read to you versus like an experience that you're having or that you get to kind of peek in on. Totally. Awesome. Yeah. You know what? When I was listening to it, I was thinking, oh, I wonder if this would be fun to role play with my boyfriend. Yeah, exactly. And it's a fun communication tool, too, because you can be like, ooh, did you like that when you're listening with someone? Or like, would you ever? You know, which is kind of fun. Yeah. Or if you're by yourself, it's also cool. Instead of holding a book and having the book drop and all this other things, this way you can just listen and be hands-free. I was also doing <laughs> exactly. this. I was using it while I was brushing my teeth, which was a very... What? Yeah, I'm a busy guy. So if I could <laughs> get aroused while I'm brushing my teeth, it's two for the price of one. No, this this Two this birds, one stone. This no, is unbelievable. No, you know what? I love it because what? we talk a lot about like context switching and like if you're coming home and you're feeling super stressed out like what a better way to kind of get into your relaxed i'm at home brain and not be your bossy self than listening to some sexy stuff yeah but why why brushing your teeth because some people are very busy (laughs) and this (laughs) is multitasking yeah it was multitasking okay i thought this has to do with the electric toothbrush idea i had so My mother, my mother had wanted, has been wanting to make a vibrator out of electric toothbrush. And don't say anything more because I'm still in the the patenting. It's proprietary. It's proprietary. I will not take your idea. (laughs) It is a good idea. She's been trying to convince my ex-girlfriend to design this product for her so many times. And I'm like, mom, we don't even have that relationship anymore. You can't keep going back to her asking for this. 
But she volunteered and she's good at that stuff. So I thought it would be a good idea. Anyway, back to you. Back to Dipsy. All right. How did Dipsy get formed? Yeah. What made you want to start this? Yeah. Neither my co-founder or I are audio people. We weren't making sexy content. We weren't erotica writers. So a lot of people are like, why did you start this? (laughs) And honestly, we just wanted it to exist. It was crazy to us that you could ask your friend, like, what kind of vibrators do you like? And even if they didn't have an answer, they'd be like, oh, talk to my friend, you know, Melanie or talk to Sam. They know the best one. There's always like a recommendation. But if you ask someone, I'm that person, by the way, erotic. I love it. Like people have that person, but very few people are like, oh, here's the perfect erotica for you. Or like, oh my God, this, this sexy content is so great and fun. Like no one had that. You're right. You're right. Hey, do you like have your mom's stars password? So I can watch (laughs) Outlander. (laughs) Like it's grim. The options are grim. And so. Or you go right to porn, right? Or you go to porn and then you have a, you know, a mixed bag experience. Some people are super happy with that. And some people are like, you know is this ethical? Why does this make me feel weird? Mm. I don't like those bodies. That room looks like a weird Airbnb in Miami. (laughs) All sorts of stuff going on and it's complicated. And you know, if you're not as visual, it's hard. Yeah. So are you a big uh, erotica fan? You know, interestingly, I'm not really. And I think that that perspective coming in kind of fresh was interesting. My co-founder was different. She was a reader of erotica. And I think that that balance was kind of cool. We're not necessarily even hiring a team of people who have a lot of erotica or romance experience is people who like, like to write and want to get into the brain of what women and their partners want, you know? Totally. I, I'm so curious to continue and delve deeper into these questions about the actual stories, but I think our listeners need to hear an example so yes. that they, we can bring them along on the journey. So would Let's you be willing it. to play a little clip? I will. Okay. So this is a clip from a story um, in our app called Feeling Myself 2. And the reason that I'm playing you the second in a series is because it goes right to the good stuff. So let's just start there. <laughs> Love it. Miles takes in the scene on his couch. I turn back to Petra, kiss her slowly, brushing my fingers against her neck. My lips linger on hers before I turn my attention back to him. I smile, sitting up a bit as he walks towards us. You made it here quickly. <laughs> I didn't want to miss the best after party in town. Come here. One sec. I got a playlist I want to put on. That's so Miles. Always obsessed with the soundtrack. He plugs in his iPhone and hovers over it, scrolling quickly through what I'm sure are thousands of albums. Miles, we're about to take this to your bedroom without you. (laughs) That might kill me. He comes over and sits between us, and I stare at his profile. Petra's bright smile is slightly out of focus past his face. It's like he needed a second. A pregame ritual, or maybe he's just taking a mental snapshot of the moment. Petra and I don't have to catch eyes to understand. He turns to me first, swings my leg onto his lap, and I toss my hair to one side as he unzips my other boot, fully aware that now both of them are watching me. Two sets of eyes, two different angles. My whole body is pinpricked like I'm cold, but I'm just energized. My stomach is knotted and kind of nervous, excited. A little like, before a test, you know you're gonna ace. I'm eager to just kiss them both, maybe at once, see what that's like. But I'm also glad Miles is already setting the tone for us to move slow. Petra's energy supercharges everything and she starts mirroring him. While his hands rub my bare legs slowly, she puts her hand to his arm and starts to squeeze and press. Miles rolls his neck towards her, leaning into the pressure. Do you like it there? Oh, mm, a little higher, closer to my, ah, uh, yeah, mm, yeah, oh my God, that feels good. Remember massage trains? Like when you were a kid? Oh yeah. Middle school was just making up a weird amount of excuses to touch each other. (laughs) All right, you're getting some foreplay there. There it is. Heavy duty foreplay. (laughs) Thank you very much for sharing that. Woo! Yeah, of course. Okay, so, oh man, where do we begin? So, first of all, who wrote this and who performed it? So, we work as kind of the creative hub for a network of freelance writers and freelance voice actors. So we work with a ton of people all over the country, actually all over the world. 
um, who give us their diverse, you know, fantasies and ideas and stories and then voice actors that, you know, can really capture the believability of the moment because that's what really matters, right? Like that you believe that it's happening, that it feels authentic. Yeah. I remember the first time I listened to a Dipsy story, I, part of me, I was like, I had such an interesting experience because at first... You were brushing your teeth. (laughs) That was part of it. You were trying to listen over the buzz. (laughs) I was, part of me realized, oh, wait, I have to actually work in this situation. It's not like porn where it's just like my attention is immediately grabbed and I'm like, it's more like a book or, or watching a movie, you know, where I'm actually conjuring up images here as opposed to having, you know, I love that observation. Like I think imagination is the factor here. We're just like giving you a better way to use your imagination. Absolutely. It's like, we're like giving you a path to walk down and then, It'd be almost, imagine how cool it would be if we asked 10 different people to listen to a story and then draw a picture of what it would yeah. be, like yeah. how different that would look. Yeah. It would be, it would be amazing. Like what like were you imagining? These, yeah. Like what were you imagining Miles to look like? Cause we, we don't know. I, I, I had first conjured an image and then I changed it. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So what did you think? Like what, how did you imagine him? Like a guy from like Trinidad or something. <laughs> like a big black guy. I don't know. He just sounded like very like handsome and manly suave he was a nice deep voice yeah what'd you imagine Cam? i I, maybe something similar uh well-dressed with a buzz cut for some reason why a buzz cut i don't know that's why that's the image that came what were you what were you thinking well i'm a little close to it so it's hard to get away from it so you know who the actual actor was i don't know if i've seen a picture of the actor so i guess i don't know what they look like but I guess I'm imagining muscly, but not in a show offy way, kind of athletic and casual, just like a cool guy, you know? Yeah. And that's what we wanted to sound like. Definitely. So, so you would, so there's a, an author of this thing, and then you'd put a listing for someone to voice over this? Yeah, uh, exactly. We put out a casting call, or we work with someone that is already part of our database. And we're like, hey, we think that you'd be perfect for this role. Oh, interesting. Or as we're writing something, we're like, ooh, this would be great for this voice actor. And then we might modify a little bit to make it perfect for them. So, you know, if you ever are looking for a neurotic oh, no. Jewish man, <laughs> like a Woody Allen type, 30 years Listen, old. Listen, listen, I exclusively date Jewish men. I think they're <laughs> highly erotic people. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> well, you, if you need you can Cam. You want Cam. Yeah. And such, especially ones that do miming. He's really good at that. That, that would that not would, be good for an be, audio. <laughs> miming is challenging on audio. Yeah. <laughs> A mime story would be hard. Part of me was, inter- when I started listening the first time, part of me kept, you know, I was going into the conjuring up images and then part of me would get taken out sometimes and I'd be like, wait a minute, this is not, th- I'm, this is not reality. There's an actor playing this. And then mm-hmm. I'm, then I started feeling like, oh, wow, someone is actually like playing this sexual fantasy out. And part of me was embarrassed um, for them, in, which is like my own shame and shit coming out. And what are that, you yeah, talking about? You, got, you felt shame about what? About I, I was like, oh, my God, I don't know if I actually have the confidence to, to play that type of oh. character. Just because I've, a, I, I feel that's uncomfortable. That's so empathetic. I think that's like such deep empathy. <laughs> Are you sure it's pathetic or empathetic? Yeah, thank you for <laughs> looking at the positive of that. No, I think, um, you know, what's different about this from porn besides, you know, a million other things that I could go down a laundry list on is that like no sex is happening to make this content. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's inherently kind of performative. And that takes away a lot of the, you know, ethically clunky stuff that we started talking about earlier with porn and i think that makes people feel a lot safer listening to it um but for sure these actors are definitely you know giving us orgasm sounds and they probably haven't done that before you know like we are their first in that way it's also so much more intimate because it goes directly into your ears as opposed to like it's you're focusing in a different way i think than if you're just watching something or reading a book yeah. I want to capture all your sound bites, Cam. They're like literally perfect. You use the word imagination. You use the word intimate. You could take this. You could download this podcast episode afterwards and yeah. cut it all up. And also, exactly. I need to get some sound bites in too. I I just want you to know that when I was growing up, so when I was like a horny teenager or whatever, I didn't have any access to anything other than like Nancy Friday's My Secret Garden. 
or you know those yeah. erotica so i would read a lot of erotica a lot awesome. i mean i have dog-eared pages from all the books that i used to read because there wasn't anything else available and it was to me so much better because you can really imagine everything in your head as what it, what you know as opposed to like seeing it in a visual uh in did porn. you did you like learn about sex that way or was it more like when you were already like a sexually active person, you just like thought it was pleasurable. Well, I think um, Forbidden Flowers and My Secret Garden are based on women all over the world's fantasies. So each chapter oh, cool. was like a different, like one would be like, you know, a, a, a rape room or one would be a uh, animal room or, or a lesbian room or they, they named different mm -hmm. rooms like that, um, which are, you know, to me that fantasies, no matter what they are, they're all good, you know, because they're fantasies, yeah. whether or not they're kinky or whatever, it's not for me to judge. But it opened my eyes to that, you know, people can have all these fantasies and be normal. Yeah, there's so. like a there's a legacy with erotica that's really good, which is like the idea that fantasy should be a part of sex, the idea that women should experience pleasure, right? Like female pleasure is way more in the middle or centered in romance than it is in porn. Like no question. Hmm. So if I had to have a high school or learn about sex via an erotica no novel or via porn, I definitely choose the novel. How do how do you choose which uh, stories to uh, publish and put on the app? It's a great question. You know, anytime you make content, you're making a couple calls around what's on brand for you, what's exciting for listeners to hear, um, what the kind of strength of the story is. Like, if a character is super lovable, that's amazing. If mm -hmm. a sex scene is super hot, that's amazing. If it's in a setting that's like really immersive and we can totally sound design it to make it feel like you're, you know, in a casita on the beach in tulum amazing right like, but let's find something that really hooks a listener yeah i mean would you ever put anything as like anything like super kinky or even like taboo like a rape scene or, or fantasy like that that's a great question we talk about kink a lot and we are definite believers in not yucking anyone's yum but we also think that there is something to be said about reflecting sexuality positively. And we do draw some lines. Mm -hmm. And so one of those things being like, you'll see and you'll hear in almost all of our stories, consent is very, very specific. Like yeah. People literally ask each other, like, do you like that? Can I do this? Yeah. And so we might play with um, some sort of dominance in that way within the context of like, you know, consent like let's role play uh -huh. but that's probably the boundary that we put it in to make it feel again like super safe for our listeners yeah i did notice that in when i was listening the first time i was like oh wow there's a heavy emphasis on two things that i don't think exist in most porn or audio like porn that i've ever listened to one is that there's a strong desire and emphasis on the person desiring the other both partners and desiring each other and the mm -hmm. the other is the context like w what is it going on where are they um the, wh like why would it matter that it's a, a cold frigid day it that that is going on outside of this yoga studio you know yeah totally like because that's sensory right you're like you can you know exactly what it feels like to like jump into a hot tub and then jump into snow. Like we all know what that feels like. Right. And so to bring that kind of stuff into a story makes it extra like body physical, mm -hmm. which I think is super cool and what, something we try and do a lot. I'd like to take a quick second to thank our sponsor, Open Fit. Now, Mother, I will tell you of a recent debacle. What? I went to the gym. I'm feeling all confident, like I'm about to gain some freaking muscle. There's a beautiful, beautiful women around me. And men, for that matter. And I go to work out, and I just have no clue what the hell I'm doing. Yeah, that's the worst part, when you don't know what you're doing. I had no instruction. I was, like, phoning it in. And it looks like everyone else knows what they're doing except for you. So that's what, exactly right. What are we going to do about this situation? My first thought was, like, oh, go look up YouTube videos. But I don't know who the hell is teaching these YouTube videos. I've tried videos. doing that. That doesn't work. OpenFit is basically an online library of videos that you can stream at the gym or in your home that don't even require any weights or anything and they're not just for bulking up some of them are like yoga classes they have bar they have 10 minute workouts i mean it's really tremendous this is the place if you want to live a healthier lifestyle and you don't want to pay that much money and lose weight by the way you get all these awesome videos and a nutritional blog at openfit and right now during the openfit 30 day challenge our listeners get a special extended 30-day free trial membership to OpenFit where you can lose up to 15 pounds in 30 days when you text sex talk 
to 303030. You'll get full access to all their workouts and nutritional information totally free. Just text sex talk to 303030. What do you got to lose except weight? <laughs> I kept thinking about like, um, so you wouldn't, Nancy Friday actually was much more risque than what these, what these are going to be like, these little vignettes. I also think it's a different time than when Nancy Friday was created. Nancy Friday is to me, the fantasies are the same as they would have been, you know, 80 years ago or whatever it was. So what I'm asking is like, because you said you're, you're very conscious of the sex positivity and everything. So you're not going to really go to the, the extremes like that people had done in like Nancy Friday's books or things like that. Well, I, I don't know Nancy Friday's stuff, so it's hard for me to say, uh-huh. but we definitely go through sex. Like there's not like a stopping right at the point where something revs up between characters. Like we definitely take you through climax. Sometimes we even like have breakfast with the characters after, you know, like we take you <laughs> through like the full experience. Um, and But we definitely rate our stories in a way that you kind of know what you're going to get. So if yeah. you click a story that's a one a one fire, maybe that's more of a toothbrush story. <laughs> and then if you click a, a story that's like a five flame, you're like probably want to be in bed. <laughs> oh, that's interesting. Um, I didn't realize that's what the flames meant. Oh, I thought that was like yeah. how it was like a star rating, but I guess that's not the case. Oh, that's interesting. Okay, that's good to know. Good feedback. I just, I yeah, was, no, I was like, saying more in terms of like the kink area areas of what Nancy Friday's stories were like. What do you compl- want well, to hear, Mom? I know. I'm <laughs> just, I, I want to know where the boundaries are. Yeah, I know. I think it's a really great question. So we have a story right now that we're creating that's related to shibori, which is Japanese kind of rope play. Oh, yeah. And so that's like, <laughs> you know, definitely in the world of kink. Oh, you know. I'm oh, familiar yeah. with shibori. Emphatic. Oh, yeah. I love it. <laughs> what um, the hell? So we're doing a shibori story. Like, I think that that's firmly in kink worlds but where we're just making you know thoughtful choices around how we do that yeah yeah that i was just wondering about the you know like how far you'd go before you'd be like ah, oh, this can't this is not gonna be it, i mean they also have to appeal to a wide yeah for, for, like the major the masses basically yeah they can't you yeah. know it's not like an app for footies or something like that so they can't have all stories about <laughs> exactly feet fetishes exactly. like i know you want mother what do you mean we're trying to just like spread it out you know for sure yeah, there are a couple of BDSM ones though that you should listen to if you are like interested in that kind of range of it. Do we have a couple that are <laughs> she got she second yeah, nailed me on that one? No, I'm just I'm I'm thinking about when I was reading Nancy Friday's books. They were so astounding to me because they're fantasies, and you can't. Yeah. And, and when I don't know if I'd want to watch it in porn, you know that because yeah. I don't think I'd like to see some of the stuff that I was reading. So reading is safer. But I also think totally. that yeah, but I don't know. You're kind of like in the middle of porn and the actual novel i i was sorry do you want to respond to that no i think you to combine your two points cam you mentioned that audio is super intimate it's like up close in your ear Mm -hmm. like that can mean that if you're in like a particularly intense sexual moment you can be like whoa that's like a lot of a lot of something i'm feeling a lot of something (laughs) and so uh, that's really cool because we have a lot of power to kind of like play with sensuality and sexuality, but it also means you have to be careful about not like totally like sensory overloading you um, or at least setting the expectation that we're going to do that in a story. So you're not like, holy crap. Yeah. Well, I think we should offer our listeners right now a sensory <laughs> overload um, just to give a comparison. Um, so a while ago, maybe within the first few months of us podcasting, which was like three years ago, we interviewed a phone sex operator named Chloe Love. And we were just talking about her life and what it's like to be a phone sex operator. She's brilliant. And she gave us like a, a beautiful interview about it. And we did this via Skype with Cam and I being in different locations and, and Chloe being in a, different, a third location. So there's all of us. But we could see each other. Cam and I could see each other, but we couldn't see Chloe. And she couldn't see us. Because she was anonymous because she's like- a phone sex operator. Were you like wide-eyed staring at each other through the screen? <laughs> we w- so we were just having a nice conversation until the very end where she mentioned that when she goes on to podcasts, she often has an orgasm and demonstrates what it's like to experience phone sex with her. So uh, I asked her. I was curious what that sounds like. Yeah. I was closing up the, uh, the interview and all of a sudden Cam goes, well, um... Uh, do you think you mind like letting us know what this sounds like? And she was <laughs> okay, like, let, yeah, yeah, you sure. gotta ask. You gotta, you gotta ask. ask. All right, so I'm gonna play that clip just to remind our listeners what it's like. And this is from episode. Oof. All right, let's do it. Hold, strap in. This yeah. is, we're gone for a wild ride. Very five flames. <laughs> very real. 
This is from Five episode. Flames. This is like a ten flamer. Episode twenty-two: Phone sex and live orgasm, part two. Well, anyway, so, thank you so much. Wait, before you had we, another question. Well, Chloe, you mentioned that you've done orgasms on other people's podcasts. We are you comfortable doing that for us? <laughs> sure, if you want. Um, I might have to get a toy, but um, here, let me get on my. I'm in my office chair, so let me get on my knees first, so I have a little bit better uh, access to my pussy. <laughs> Cam, I'm so impressed. <laughs> I, I never cool. go into an interview thinking, oh, I'm going to come, but I'm always game. So, ah, so okay, first I always describe like I'm touching my pussy and it's really wet. <sighs> I'm just rubbing my clit in big circles. <sighs> okay, all right. Okay, now I'm, ooh, I'm already so turned on. It won't take much. Okay. Are you ready, Cam? Yep. Okay. I think we should end there. Wait, wait. Are you ready, Cam? Yep. Uh, Gina, I forgot how awkward it actually is. We have to be awkward we, again. It's we, like a double uh, uh, Thank you for bearing with us. I love, I love us. your yep. That was so great. <laughs> yep. Yeah. You, yeah. you know what? I'm ready. Yep. Let's do it. <laughs> so awkward. And again, I did not realize. I, I forgot just how uncomfortable it is to experience that alongside my mother. I had my hands over my eyes. It was just, I could not I even... have to keep remembering that you two are sitting next to each other. Yes. You are mother and son. Like, I have to keep reminding myself of that because to me like i've heard so much audio orgasm lately that like that doesn't that doesn't strike me as like that that crazy but oh, good okay. what, I'm, what i'm struck by is that she she came really quick yeah she me did too. i and know we asked yeah. her about that afterwards and we're like what is going on there how did you do it so quickly and she's yeah. like part of being um she's like very voyeuristic so she's just she was being most times when she's doing a podcast she's especially turned on because she knows she's being perceived by the, the audience. And Ooh, she said... That's it, really cool. Yeah, and she said especially because it was mother and son, it was like even more taboo. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, my God. Wow. I mean, you know what? That's cool that she can be that open. And hey, you know what? she can you, orgasm that quick. You should give her <laughs> give her a call. You might need her for the next audio. So, Well, you know what I was thinking? Her voice is awesome. She's yeah. unbelievable. You should definitely get contact her. It's pretty cool. I might. You might. You might want. Maybe to you do want that. Cam and her. That did you did you hear the chemistry yeah, between want, us? Your your yep was super sexy. Yep. <laughs> Definitely want that in this scene. Yep. You should have sounded just this. like Miles. Let me tell you. <laughs> yep. Cam, are you ready? Uh. Uh. Yep. And her, by the way, her noises were uh, distinct. There's no one that it makes those. Kind of, I've I've never orgasmed and made those kind of squeaky noises. Sound like a guinea Everyone pig. Everyone is so different. It's crazy. Like we have, we all sound different anyway. Our voices are different anyway. But then the sounds that we make experiencing pleasure are all so diverse. Like you, if you ask again, like let's do the ten people thing. If you ask ten people what they sound like while they orgasm, you would hear like a symphony or maybe a cacophony. It'd be like just like the craziest. Like yeah, yeah. some people like are squeakier and some people are groanier and like. It's some people wild. use words like yes yeah someone yep. did that this show the other day but but chloe yep. sounded like a guinea pig i'm telling you yep, yep. <laughs> all right you're gonna make fun of her <laughs> no that's what it sounded like i mean that but it was real it was so very intense the question is gina are, you're still using actors they're not really having orgasms are they yeah no one's having orgasms no one's having sex um but i think when you are like doing a convincing job acting you definitely need to get yourself in a headspace where you're feeling something a little bit you know what i mean so, so i agree i think it's yeah for yeah. sure the whole the whole experience for me of listening to dipsy it taught me like a very subtle arousal like it wasn't like i was fucking full boner like ready to go it was just it was a much more maybe it was the story i was listening to but it was like a much more subtle Oh, I'm in the mood type experience. As opposed yeah, to that's like, cool. I yeah. think it'd be I love such, hearing about the yeah. kind of dude experience. Yeah, honestly. that's what I, I was. That's, ex that. that's exactly what I was going to say. It's it's hearing from a guy listening to it is different. Than, I I would think this, and I'm maybe wrong, Gina, but does this appeal more to women or men or both? So the the genesis of the idea was 
for sure, like this is something that is what women need because women are super underserved in this space. But what, we're, what we've been pleasantly surprised by is it's not just women saying, you know, hey, honey, hubby, whoever, partner, would you listen with me? It's actually men coming onto the platform too and either finding that they like it themselves solo or they're like the ones that are saying like, hey, honey, would you listen to this with me? Because like a lot of people have tried porn together and it doesn't always work. And this yeah. is a really cool foreplay tool. And so yeah. I've been kind of psyched talking to people who are using it in ways that I didn't even imagine in the beginning. Yeah, I, I think th- it's awesome that you're doing this because it's, it's like one of our number one questions is how can I spice up my sex life? And this is a great tool. Yeah, how do you get in yeah. the mood? It, uh, this is Getting a perfect- in the mood can be hard. Yeah. And I will and say- it's fun. The, my experience listening to like phone sex like that like what on the podcast, but I, I did some research prior to this interview just to see what it's like if I'm just listening to phone sex of like other people. Were you brushing your there teeth? Was, there was like an, um, a podcast a while ago called Peach Booth where they would play real phone sex clips. Um, yeah, I've heard about that. Yeah, and that's a, it, it affected me in a much different way where it was like, you know, I felt... It, sensations in my stomach like it was like i was started to sweat it was like a very physical experience like in a good way or a bad way uh, it's just different like i think with dipsy i was it was more like a very subtle getting into the mood like i could i could then go and have sex with someone whereas with the peach booth i was like ready to fucking come immediately <laughs> and oh it, whoa okay it was really so intense. i think i think what you're describing is that the hearing someone orgasm is extremely powerful. And I think if you think about with partners, like with couples having sex, so many times one of the people is like, could you just express that you're like enjoying yourself? Like, can you let me know that you're like having a good time? And the best way to do that is to, is to verbalize, you know? Uh, And so I think we're almost like hardwired to like that sound in a way that we don't necessarily like the sound of like kissing, for example, like kissing can sound kind of wet and like, eh. Yeah. But like when you're listening to someone like moan with pleasure, you really, something happens. Like the way you described it is perfect. It's very visceral. Yeah. And we're really excited for our stories to get really, you know, deeper into the idea of what sound effects do and what the sound of bed sheets moving does. And like, not just doing the narrative, but like really putting you in a sound environment. And we're getting better and better at that. But like that feeling I think is really cool and something that the hottest storage should definitely be accomplishing for people, you know? Yeah. Well, I, here's what I'll say. Like, um, th- so while there was like it, uh, that physical sensation for the, for Peach Booth, I didn't experience any imagery. Like I, w- there was no imagination being, like my imagination faculties were not being exercised whatsoever. Um, yeah. And, and so the following day, I didn't remember anything related to peach booth like i could i think i remembered i wrote down like i think she said playing with with his balls several times but that was about it and yeah. then and then for dipsy i had i had this whole storyline that i was mm-hmm. able to go back to that kind of was like a reminder for me so it was a completely different experience i mean it's like watching porn in in the sense of like listening to audio porn versus watching like a really erotic movie and right. having that story yeah. with you or a soft porn yeah soft porn right exactly versus like i kind of wish that we had a woman like so karen lee have you have you listened to a dipsy story or no yeah i mean i listened to just a little sample so i didn't get to hear the whole you know anything all the way through gotcha gotcha yeah no i would love to hear kind of it would be really cool to talk to both a man and a woman Mm -hmm. you know just like the two different sides of experience like i'd be interested in hearing the same story what the reactions were well it would have been nice if cam had given me some of his credits Oh, <laughs> he, yeah, he sure used shared. all he used all his credits up. <laughs> yeah, I mean, what do you, you typically? Do, it was what I'm describing different than what most women describe or what you would experience. Um, I think that it really varies story by story. So mm. I would expect that someone who's listening to a less explicit story that's like more focused on the connection between characters, the will they, won't they, the like, you know is it going to happen now or later? Like the kind of more plot driven stuff is not necessarily going to make you feel like your like stomach gets a sensation, but the hottest stuff definitely is something that people use in bed solo. We call it a menage a moi, which is just think is like, oh, it is so like, fun. solo in bed. And um, that should definitely get you to the place where you're like, you know, excited. 
Yeah. Um, well, so- I'm excited. I, I'm excited because <laughs> I, the reason I'm excited is because it literally, until recently, I had forgotten about how much I love those like Nancy Friday and you know what what's the one we read recently? Um, Anus. Anise Nin. Yeah. Uh, I, you know, this, this. I remember reading The Sensual Woman and uh, some other erotic stories. And and they went, as soon as I got involved with porn, I didn't bother with that anymore. I just go watch porn, you know, and not even like, you know. You're not being so mindful. Yeah, I'm not. I was not. <laughs> I'm not being a Buddhist porn watcher. That's right. I, yeah. yeah, I would imagine the Venn diagrams between Buddhists and porn watchers is probably <laughs> not as strong as others that we could make. <laughs> no. Yeah, I, I was so curious to know any like if you knew anything about like studies or anything that's going on in the brain when when between the if you're listening to porn versus or watching porn versus erotica or something like this. So I don't know much research that's been done comparing audio and visual erotica or porn, but I do know that they've done a lot of studies that show that women really aren't visually aroused or stimulated the way that men are when they watch porn. Hmm. Um, There's a lot of different reasons for that. And that totally hasn't been super parsed out, but context is a huge one of them. Like women are way more contextually thoughtful and aware. Totally. So like, what the bed if the bed looks clean that like is something that they're thinking about and whether the sweat on their back looks natural and like whether the comes like scene seems like authentic and like you know not upsetting or degrading to the woman like those are all things that a woman is thinking about yeah um, and, and men just want to see banging yeah yeah men are looking for like you know close-up boobs like they want to like <laughs> see it you know and that's a little bit different like women almost want the, the wide view like what's what else is going on yeah i i taught 100 percent agree always you know f- when i first started watching porn even the way my husband and i perceived it was completely like he would just like fast forward over the intro and just go right to the to the sex and i'd be like wait a second yeah. i want to hear what happened with the fireman what the hell happened <laughs> yeah you're like you're like, did they fall in love or are they just like a one night? Yeah. <laughs> Were there two of them? What happened? You, you know, what was interesting <laughs> yeah. with just to go back to this Peach Booth experience where I was you listening to. You like this to, Peach Booth well, experience it was just in the so name different. of research. Yeah, in the name of research. I actually didn't love a part of it where it somehow became, in one of the clips, it became like kind of racist and like. I was Oof. like, what the fuck is happening right now? <laughs> like, what? You know, like, I, I don't want to hear that at all. And I think that can often happen with porn, actually, where it, maybe it's not racism always, but it can get hyper violent or. Right. And it, and it becomes less. That's what I liked, you know, about when you're reading a book, you can get hyper violent and not and still feel safe where you're watching this stuff and you're like, oh my intense. God, is this poor girl getting, like, you know, is this a real actual scene? You know, it's, it is scary. Yeah. You're not really sure what's people. going on. It's like, real people that are getting hurt. They're like they're do yeah, they're like they're on they're on camera because they're real people having sex. You know, it's like a very different setting and when you're watching someone that like looks like they're not enjoying sex, that means that they're actually having sex and not enjoying it. Like that's like really real and I think that we really empathize with that person on screen and we're like, "Ooh, get out of there." Like, yeah. are you okay? Yeah. I mean, and that's for I don't want to yuck anyone's yum. I know a lot of people are probably interested in that. It just doesn't work for me. Like I, I think I empathize too much with the person getting <laughs> getting beat up, and I'm like, no, stop, you know. But some people, yeah. That's not to say you're wrong if you do like this listener. Yeah, one hundred percent. And no, we yeah. definitely, you know, you and I talked about this, Kim, before I came on. The idea of whether this is like a replacement of porn or an addition to porn, and yep. I think it's obvious that like porn is hugely, hugely successful. There are plenty of people that are very satisfied that that experience. And that's awesome. People should get their jollies how they get their jollies, especially when it's done, you know, ethically and well. Um, but I think from our perspective, a lot of people aren't responding to that content. And it's kind of crazy that in all this, you know, sexual wellness boom that we're having where people are making really awesome vibrators and way better sex ed that, you know, exists in our in our high schools. <laughs> you know, like it's great that people are doing that. But no one was focused on trying out new forms, new mediums and new kinds of erotica. Mm. And so... It's going to bring back er- bring back erotica. Yeah, it, it does feel like a resurgence of erotica. Which I love. Yep. And, and the other thing I was going to say is I remember when Fifty Shades of Grey first came out, like all my friends that are in their 40s and 50s are, are reading it and they're like hiding it. And then some guys were saying, well, we're reading it just because we want to know what's going to turn on our women. And love so it, it exactly. like legitimized men like reading erotica because they never, they, that was never a big thing. 
Yeah. I, I mean, I was thinking of even just experiencing Dipsy. I'm like, whoa, I didn't realize how important context is. And like, like the details that, that you guys make sure to include, like they're lighting candles or, you know, the temperature or what, what like where the hands yeah. are placed. Like these are things that I don't really think too much about that now I'm like, whoa, maybe I should, this is obviously important. Otherwise they wouldn't be including it. I might as well take some time to think about it. And I want to know what was on totally. Miles's playlist. You know <laughs> yeah, exactly. I want to know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. No, like, was he listening to Marvin Gaye? What did he end up with? <laughs> it's also funny because when we're in the room really editing these stories and making sure that they feel really believable, we come upon these things that are so like context specific and we're like, is this right? And like a great example of that is like, two couple or two characters go to a restaurant and they have a big meal and they go home and they, you know, start doing naughty stuff. And we're like, do they want to do that when they just ate two cheeseburgers? Let's not have them eat that. And it's like this oh, like wow. really funny thing where we like pay attention to like how people feel and like when people feel sexy and like, it's probably not, you know, actually that hot to have sex in the snow, you know, that, that yeah. sounds hot, but it's actually not. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's in very reality, cold. it's totally. <laughs> freaking freezing. Yeah. Yeah. There's some and shrinkage. So, you know, where, yeah, exactly. Where do you think the future of Dipsy will take you? We would love to be the place that people go for their sexual wellness, like kind of own that space. And so I think that that involves inspiration. I think that involves education. I think that's kind of a place to get some answers and, you know, how to connect more with your partner. Like we really want to own that space and be that single destination. And having an app, you know, we are on a podcast, we are an app allows us to make an experience. So even though we're not a visual company, we're primarily audio, like we have a place to go, you know, mm -hmm. and that's exciting. And we would hope that, you know, people want to put us on the front screen of their iPhones and not the back because we're design forward, you know, it feels a little bit different than a lot of the, a lot of the stuff that exists before us. Totally. I love it. You could teach too. I, I mean, literally you could teach. They have guided. Yeah. Well, I'm saying you could teach men and women like how to, be better lovers you know if you can yeah. teach a guy that just start teasing a woman first and don't go right down to the you know the pussy immediately you know because that's typically what you see in porn yep exactly we always ask this at the end of every podcast is um do you ever walk in on a parent having sex or vice versa Oh my gosh, I probably have, but then blocked it out immediately. <laughs> you can do it. You can do a little uh, dipsy about it. <laughs> oh Jesus Christ! Oh yeah, that'll be like that'll be our real foray into niche content. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> niche content. Um, you know what? I have like a. It, it's bringing up a vague memory for me, but I'm not really sure if it's real or a dream. And that's kind of interesting. It must have been I was super young. But I kind of blocked it out. I don't have a strong memory. You know, I think my brain did me good and blocked it out. <laughs> all right. Yeah. And have they walked in on you at all or no? Oh, man. Yes. Actually, that did happen to me once in high school. <laughs> and was, um, is there a story there? So I used to have a room that the door kind of like opened up to one part and the bed was kind of hidden from the door. So you could technically like walk in and like not see the bed yet. It was kind of around the corner and my brother opened the door, was in the room, was having a conversation with me while I had snuck my boyfriend into the house. Oh, and I was like wow. having a full conversation, just hoping he wouldn't round the corner, hoping, hoping, hoping. And he didn't. Oh, shit. I'm assuming you both were naked. We were both naked. Oh, we were very <laughs> naked. And my brother doesn't know that story. So hopefully he's not listening. Why? <laughs> what What would he do? Honestly, what What would the end it's of the world be? True, for sure. Well, especially if what you do for a living. I don't think he's going to be that shocked. Yeah. You know, yeah. My family's had to get more comfortable with a lot of things. For our listeners, do you have anything you'd like to plug? How do they find Dipsy? And how did you get the name Dipsy or did we? Did I miss that? No, we didn't talk about that. So my co-founder and I are both East Coasters. We moved out to San Francisco and that's where we met each other. And Dipsy is kind of a famous Bay Area landmark. It's a trail in the Bay Area. And so that's where we met. Oh. And we like the idea of like dipping your toe into a sea of stories. You can kind of oh. dive in or you can just dip a toe. Love, Love it. it. What a visual. And um, we are in the iOS store right now. So you can get us um, on your iPhones. We will be rolling out a web app very soon for our Android friends and for people who want to listen from their browsers. Um, search Dipsy, search Sexy Audio Stories. You'll find us. We'll come up. 
Sweet. And it's D-I-P-S-E-A. That's it. Exactly. Awesome. Thank you so much, Gina. Yeah, Gina. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my gosh. Wonderful. Thanks for having me. You're right. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.